This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Welcome back to the Winning Drive Podcast, everybody. I am Rita Hubbard, a.k.a. the NFL Chick, co-host of Ravens Post Game Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan. And I'm Cordell Woodland, host of Shaking It Up Sports on 105.7 The Fan and Ravens beat reporter for that station. And Ravens come out with a win. They are 2-1 and one as they beat the New England Patriots. Finally, Cordell, we had yeah. to hear all week long about how the Ravens have never beat New England in the regular season game uh, in New England, and they finally got that monkey off of their back with a solid win. Um, against the Patriots. So let's start with the offense. I mean, I, I don't know how much more we can talk about Lamar Jackson more than we can, but, you know, we have to, right? Because as of right now, Lamar is the MVP of the season. And, yes, do I know it's only three weeks in. I'm very well aware. But uh, he is just playing at a phenomenal level right now. And it, it – if if he weren't the quarterback of this team, I would be really concerned. But he is really making this offense go. And I love to see his evolution right folding, unfolding right in front of us in terms of his quarterbacking skills. Yeah, Lamar is, you know, he, he's playing about as well as you could possibly ask for. Um, the the only blemish from him in, in the in the Patriots game is, you know, that interception that he threw. Uh, trying to get it in the basement. And honestly, I thought it was a pretty good play by Jonathan Jones. He peeled off of his route. He saw, you know, what was going on, kind of the same type of play that Marlon had on the fourth fourth down call uh, where Marlon kind of leaves his man and comes up and makes the play. That's the same yeah. thing I thought Jonathan Jones did on that, on that interception. So, you know, those things are going to happen. But Lamar, yet again, efficient. You know, you, you have the four touchdowns in today's game passing. You know, that doesn't even include the one touchdown he had rushing off of 11 carries, 107 yards, yep. 218 yards in the air. You know, the guy is literally doing everything for the Ravens right, right now. If he could catch the ball, he would probably do that uh, as well. But, you know, as long as Lamar's out there, the Ravens have a chance, especially if he's playing the way he is right now. They are going to be in every game. Um, yep. 
the run game took a step in the right direction. Justice finally. Hill finally got some carries. You know, finally, Justice Hill, Justice Hill got some opportunities to carry the ball. Not even, didn't even get many. He only had six carries, but that was enough for him to get 60 yards. That's, uh, what, 10 yards a pop, including a 34-yard run that he had in this game as well. You know, and that was my big thing. He has the speed to take advantage of some of the holes that are being created. Now, they did a, a probably their best job run blocking today. For once, probably the first time this season, I saw them move the line of scrimmage forward. That was That's the best thing. When you, can, when you have your offensive guys three, your offensive line three yards ahead on running plays, that's usually a good thing. They're pushing those guys back. They're opening holes for this guy who has – incredible speed and we're talking about somebody that missed all of last year uh you know with the with the leg injury himself a knee injury himself so you know for him to come back and have the type of burst that he showed in that game it was just great to see uh jk dobbins seven carries 23 yards i'm not i don't even care about the stats the eye test show proves that having him out there the run game looks significantly better he and Dob, he and uh, Hill, I, I like that combination right now. The Mark Andrews Lamar connection is there. It ain't going nowhere. Two touchdowns today for Mark Andrews off eight catches. It, it you know, th- those guys are going to always be able to connect, no matter what defenses they face. Want to see more from Rashad Bateman? He had to, uh, to you know, still have a have a nice day, big time yards on his catches. I like the yak that he showed on the short run, on the short catch and run. Um, but I think on that deep ball that Lamar probably wants to have back, I think Rashad Bateman also wants to have it back because I think both of those guys could have made a better play there. But all in all, I'm I'm happy with the offense. Yeah, I, I, back to the result of Rashad Bateman drop. I, I feel like if a, a pass touches your hands, you got to catch it. And um, yeah. so, you know, I, I look, man, you got to catch that ball. You're in the NFL. I understand this is your second season, but, you know, um, it, it – it, it was near perfect in the situation where he didn't even have to really like stretch out and get it. All he had to do was just pull it in. wasn't able to do that. But uh, listen, it's week three, so I'm, I'm not gonna give him like a, a, a ton of flack about it. He this wasn't one of his best games. Didn't think that that was a fumble, but for whatever reason, the league said it was because I didn't think that he took a uh, made a football move. But hey, whatever. It's week to week, we we figure out. What what is and what isn't a fumble? It feels like um, Justice Hill. Yes, he had six carries for sixty yards, and yes, although he had a, a long um, run for thirty four yards. Okay, if you take that away, that's still what twenty six yards on five carries. That's over five yards a carry. So you know, I, I don't know why Justice Hill hadn't been getting a lot of the carries um, because at the end of the day, he's been in this system the longest. He would right. know this system more than anybody. So I would think that the familiarity of it all would have had him out there playing more last week, um, you know, as opposed to a guy like Kenyon Drake, who's new to the roster, right? So it, it was nice to see JKB out there with Justice Hill and get his feet wet. And like you said, I don't really care what the statistics say because, you know, it is what it is. And and, and this is his first game back. But I thought that right. he had – I thought that he had a, a good first game back. Also, mm-hmm. he had um two uh, receiving yards – two, excuse me, two receptions for 17 yards. 
Yep. So, you know, he played well in that regard as well. And so, you know, I, I didn't expect an explosive day from J.K. Dobbins. I just expected some effort. I just expected him to change the pace on his offense a little bit. And I think that he did just that. He, he did what he was supposed to do um, in this offense in the limited action that he was in. So that part made it great. Loved seeing the Josh Oliver touchdown. I believe that that's yeah. his first ever touchdown. Um, because yeah. like you said, look, Mark Andrews and, and Lamar, that, they're going to be those guys. They're going to be hard to stop. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because, like, Mark had a couple of drops that, yeah. you know, it could have been that uglier, quite frankly. But, right. yeah, uh, that's always going to be a connection. But it was good to see him, like, get the ball to um, Josh Oliver in that regard. Devin Duvernay, man. Did, was it <sighs> – you and I that talked about this on the podcast, and I think one of my preseason, um, we did the we did like both overreactions. Yeah, no, well, I think yeah. we did both. We did a bold prediction, yeah, right. and I think I said he would lead the team in touchdowns. Yeah, did I say that? I feel like I did, right on yeah, a, did. on a on a podcast. Well, I mean, he's at three already. Yeah. Listen, now I know I get it. I know Mark Andrews is is still up there, but listen. Devin DuVernay is a guy that I think many of us thought that his role would increase offensively, but he's still like looked at as a, a an all pro returner. And so, you know, now that you have him in the mix, which he deserves to be there, by the way, um, you know, it, it's just great to see him getting more involved into the offense, because I do think that DuVernay makes this offense better. For sure. I mean, and one thing about Devin DuVernay, He's got really good hands. The guy yep. does not drop anything. Uh, and he had a couple of plays today where, you know, I thought he put on some really good routes. Uh, I, I've definitely been impressed with Devin DuVernay. And all he does is continue to show how good of a football player he actually is. Every t opportunity he's given. Even in the game, the pump return – was it the pump return, I think it was? Uh, yeah. Uh, that was sealed incredibly well. Or it might have been – the kickoff actually but one of them he he had a really nice return uh in there where I thought it was very well blocked but you see what how dynamic he can be once he gets the ball in his hands and he's able to get out in the open field you know he can he can make things happen and the Raven it's, it's crazy because the Ravens the way that their team is put together it's not like you know you have a team full of all you know, all uh, Pro Bowl type players at every position, but they right. have guys that work for them. You know, and I and I again, I said this when everybody before the season started, and everybody was kind of criticizing them for the receivers and everything. It's like they have a different type of formula, and I get everybody's skepticism because they've only seen teams win in this league, at least win Super Bowls. It's predominantly passing teams. It's teams that have names that right. you rep, you know, household names. And that's not entirely what you get uh, with the Ravens, especially on the offensive side of the ball. So, you know, they've got Lamar, who is incredible for sure. And when you've got a special player like that, it makes it easier for the people around him. And I think you're seeing the playmakers that Lamar has at his disposal uh, really stepping up and, and doing their thing for him. Yes, I completely agree. And look, cre credit the offensive line. You know, Lamar oh, yeah. um, mentioned that uh, Fayalele, I, I really don't like messing people's names up. 
So Fa'alele, thank you, friend. Yeah, uh, sure. Fa'alele, he mentioned, um, you know, eventually got better and he started, I guess, having reminiscent of his days at Minnesota. And look, shout out to Greg Roman as well for getting him some mm -hmm. help because, you know, listen, yes, he did suck at the beginning, but he's never played tackle, left tackle before. So what do, what do I expect from somebody who has really no idea what to do in that position? Because we're down to our fourth, left tackle at this point uh so you know um I, it was good to see him start to come into a rhythm eventually it was good to see greg roman scheme up some things to help him over there because he needed the help and you know too many times in the past i feel like when you've asked for some type of uh help for somebody you know they, that that it wasn't schemed up but it just felt like, you know, immediately they were like, all right, look, we got to protect Lamar, man. And we got to get him out here. And we got to get him uh, some help over here to protect. And the running back situation, there was a couple of times that they missed their blocks. Um, so, you know, you couldn't just continue to do that the whole time. So they added some tight ends. So it, it was good to see. But I, I just really enjoyed finally seeing the offensive line get some yeah. push for the run game. It's something – look. It's it's still to be developed. It, it isn't anywhere near what we're used to seeing. But last week was so anemic and disgustingly bad that anything mm -hmm. better than that is in trending up is an improvement as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, Lamar, again, is still the, the leading running back of this team, which I don't have a huge problem with. But it was also good seeing other guys that are actual running backs finally get involved into this offense. Oh, no doubt about it, you know, and make us look, I felt like the addition of Justice Hill into this run game would make it so that teams have to respect the speed. You know, when you when you put Justice Hill back there with Lamar, that's a lot of speed in that backfield now. And you got to decide, especially in the read option, you have to decide who has the ball and whoever you pick, you yep. better be right. You yep. know, because these guys are going to shoot through the gap. And if they get through there, they're going to be hard to catch. And you saw it with both of them. Justice Hill and Lamar both had big runs today. I don't think it's a secret as to why. I think it's because both of these guys were probably the fastest guys on the field, you know. And, and I think it's tough for defenses to really get to them, especially once they break through that first level. You know, like I said, the offensive line, they're moving the line of scrimmage forward. That's always what you want to see. And I thought Falele did get better as the game went on. The early struggles were obviously there. But once, you know, especially in the second half, you know, he, he got adjusted. And it got to the point to where they didn't always have to have help for him. You know, he, he had a couple of moments where he was able to step up. Now, one bad thing about this offensive line, I will say, Ben Powers, I am I, I, today was not oh, his best day. Oh. I saw him on his back one too many times for my life. I liking, feel like we've said you know? we've said this too many times, friend. Yeah, we have said yeah. this too. Look, Ben Powers, God bless his soul. I'm sure he's a nice man, but as of right now, he is struggling very much so at the left guard position. And I don't know what the Ravens intend to do to fix it, but they're gonna have to figure it out. Oh, especially now with Makari hurt, you know, yeah. and that, that's going to be a big time blow uh, right now, just in the offensive line in general, because he's the backup guy, you know, for yep. pretty much every position on this offensive line. So without him being out there, without him even being available, 
this Ravens left tackle situation has just gotten so much more dire. Now, if somehow Daniel Falele turns out to be the savior over there, that would be, you know, the angel they need. That's the miracle the Ravens need <laughs> right now because Absolutely. we don't know when we're going to see Ronnie Stanley. And even if Ronnie gets out there, it's just no guarantee how long this will last or even what it'll look like, you know? So, uh, the Ravens are in definite situ uh, are are definitely in trouble with their injuries along this offensive line because they're they're running out they simply have already run out of bodies. I, I completely agree. I'm sorry, Ronnie Stanley. I don't know what it is that's going on. Figure it out. But you need to get back in this game. They need you. And at this point, yeah. like it, it look. If J.K. Dobbins can come back from a from a, 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 a torn knee, meniscus, uh, what was it, groin as well? Then, yeah, no, you got to find your way back, man, because they 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 need you more than ever. They have nobody else really at the left tackle position. So, I hope that next week we finally see the uh, the 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 uh, appearance of Ronnie Stanley for the first time in over a year, because it's definitely necessary. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, guys, if you are enjoying the Winning Drive podcast, make sure that you hit the subscribe button for every new episode that comes in. You'll be able to get it as soon as it hits your favorite uh, podcast location. All right, defense, Cordell. Now, we know what happened last week. I don't want to talk Mm -hmm. about it because we heard enough on the Fox broadcast about last week. Definitely. Uh, Listen, we all understand what happened. Yes, it was a massive meltdown. It was disgusting. But I would have liked to have moved on from that because that was a week ago. No, they want to keep talking about it. So I don't want to do that. But we know what happened last week. This defense, yes, still has a lot of work. They still cannot find a way to rush the passer. They still have issues in coverage. They still, you know, aren't defending well because they they had Mac Jones out there looking like Tom Brady and – they had Devontae Parker out looking <laughs> out there looking like Devontae Adams. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, you know, there's still big problems there. However, I will say that when they needed to make big plays towards mm-hmm. the end of the game, they found ways to make big plays so that the day, the game didn't get away from them. Oh, you said it right there. They found ways to get it done. That That's really what it came down to with this defense. They didn't play 60 minutes of great football at all. You know, right. they definitely had their moments to yet again, uh, a situation where they could not stop the run. Um, and and they, they, they allowed three rushing touchdowns today. Ramondre Stevenson, 73 yards on the ground. Damian Harris also with a touchdown with 41 yards. You know, and Mac Jones throwing for over 300, did throw the three interceptions. That's what you do want to see the defense forcing turnovers. Uh, Kyle Hamilton being able to get the open field strip on the tackle. That was big for his confidence. Just just big for him to be able to feel like he can make a play at this level. Because to this point, it's it hasn't really been, been that way 
for him entirely. But, you know, I thought it was definitely good for his confidence, if nothing else, just for him to go out there and make a play, an impact play that actually contributed to his team getting a win. Um, yep. Marlon Humphrey getting out there, being a part of a couple of turnovers. That's what you want to see. You know, that's the type of player you expect Marlon to be. Look, Patrick Queen gets a lot of flack, and I know people aren't upset about the pick six, potential pick six that he dropped because the Patriots scored the very next play, of exactly. course. Um, but, you know, I, I thought all in all, Patrick Queen played pretty good today. I, I thought he made his presence felt. Even on plays that he didn't get to make, I thought he was there. I thought he was in the right spot. And sometimes he was the only one in the right spot, you know. So I, I, I kind of I take maybe looking at it a, like a glass half full situation with him and his game. I know it'll be make, a mixed bag there, but I, I kind of liked it. On the flip side, Josh Bonds, it's crazy. He had the interception, you know, and led the team in tackles, but he's the one that I thought <laughs> – didn't play the greatest because I saw him blow. We probably could have finished the game with about 18 tackles, to be honest with you, if he didn't miss as many tackles as he did. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I think that's just the type of day it was for this defense. Everybody had their moments to where they looked bad and everybody had their moments to where they looked really good. You know, even Adafi Owe, same with him. This is a guy who we're still waiting on him to get his first sack of the season. But even still, I thought Adolfo Owe played pretty decent at times. Not all the time for sure, but at times he did make his presence felt. And I just think that this Ravens deep defense, right now they're looking for consistency. They're looking for a way to finally put together a complete game outside of that Jets game because it's the Jets. I'm just, you know, it just is what it is. It's the Jets. Um, right. But I, I do think that this is a defense that's it's going to take some time uh, before they, they get to, I think, the defense that maybe we'll see late in the season. Yeah, I, listen, Adafi Owe, I, I don't know what we can expect from him because teams are targeting him because he's really the only guy that you have that is a threat to the, uh, you know, rushing the passer. He can't really go outside and, and, and stretch, you know, stretch outside because again he's targeted who else is a threat on that offensive line so many times he's being double teamed so there's that but you know in in situations he look he does what he can and you know I, I'm really surprised how they, they they tried to continue to keep a rhythm even though they lost Michael Pierce even though they lost Justin Houston those you know teams were able I mean those guys were able to still kind of you know, get some type of pressure in his face. They were able, and obviously the secondary kind of helped them do that at times. But, I, I, you know, they were still being aggressive, basically, without those two guys on the field. You know, look, I hope that Kyle Hamilton can grow from this. And I hope that, and I'm saying that in a, from a confidence perspective, because I know that he could not have looked at that film last week, Cordell, and been like, okay this up and and I yeah. know that would have that would have kind of hit me on a confidence level sometimes you need plays like the play that he had today obviously with the fumble to kind of turn it around for you a mm -hmm. little bit you know it allows you to kind of build yourself some confidence and it allows you to feel better about yourself when you get out on that field and defend guys so you know yes did they make the Patriots look way better than they were offensively 100%. Because coming into this game, Devontae Parker had nine passing yards um, and uh, Matt Jones, because I wanted to call him Matt Flynn so bad. 
what to call a Mac. Don't ask me why. <laughs> Mac Jones had two touchdowns and two interceptions coming into this game. Nothing about them said that you were concerned, and yet somehow we still found a way to be worried about this game, and they end up with 27 points. Oh, wait, but oh, by the way, the most points they've scored all year. Because I don't think they've scored more than 17 points in, in the other two games. So, you know, good for the defense. I really hope, number one, that they can get guys like Justin Field, uh, Justin Houston back on the field. Hopefully JPP can can be up to speed and kind of get in in some type of limited action in the future to help with this pass rush situation. But also, I hope that this is a trending up phase that they can build from and say, I, I hate the, the, the term bend but don't break because there were times that they did break. But then when they needed the most, and I, and I think that that's important to, to acknowledge that last week they needed to, to have moments where they needed those stops and couldn't do it. Well, this week they, were, they had the opportunity with the stops, you know, with the fumble and with the interception and such. So you have, we have to give credit to where credit is due there. Oh, yeah. You know, timely interceptions, timely forced fumbles, timely big plays made, timely fourth down stops. You yep. know, and, you know, they just always found a way to just, again, like you said, they, at times they were Bemba don't break, and at times they did give it up. But that's, you know, that's going to happen in this league. Devontae Parker going off the way he did. I, I think Devontae Parker is a better player than I think people think. But at the same sure. time, I do not think he should have had the game that he had. That's you know, all I'm I saying. Uh, yeah, I definitely don't think that, that it should have been that easy for him. It wasn't the best day for Jalen Armour Davis. They had to get him off of him because he was completely taking advantage <laughs> of the rookie uh, out there. But other than that, you know, like I said, this defense, I think the biggest issue still lies is the being able to get to the quarterback. Um, I, I like their blitz situations. I like them in on third down passing situations for the most part. I like some of the blitzes that Mike McDonald is timing uh, is dialing up. Uh, a lot of them are getting there. Patrick Queen is able to at least get to the quarterback. He leads this team right now in quarterback hits with a sack and a half uh, on the season as well. So I, I, I like him always in any situation where he can blitz. But you saw today that it was able to open up some other guys as well. And, and that's kind of how what I like from this defense is that they're able to kind of overwhelm the offensive line without necessarily making themselves vulnerable on the quick passes. They've done a good job, at least in the Patriots game, uh, for outside of some of Devontae Parker's early catch and runs. They did a good job tackling guys as soon as they caught the ball. They wasn't giving up a lot of yak in this game. And I think that's going to be key going forward. Absolutely. And and I agree. They got to find a way to rush the passer. But, you know, you hope that there's some guys coming back. We still got hope that Tyus Bowser comes back soon. Mm -hmm. And then you still have the opportunity with JPP coming in here as well. You, you look, you, you hope he got something left in that tank because they need it. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, how long, and, and, we don't know how long Justin Houston is going to be out. I mean, it appears that he won't right. be out long. I mean, he's saying it doesn't seem long-term, but that could possibly mean that he's going to be off for a week or two weeks. You know what I'm saying? So you you really need that help, um, and, and particularly up front. So, you know, I, I'm just hoping that the injuries that were that happened in today's game, because then you saw Calais Campbell go down a little bit, and I was just kind of like, oh, boy, this is – it almost felt like it was about yeah. to be a runoff of guys. And, and luckily, Campbell yeah. came back in the game. But, you know, Michael Pierce and, and, and Justin Houston, not so much. If they can find a way to, to, to get some consistent pass 
rushing. Man, I, I think that that changes everything about what they can do here. Maybe you then you can have Jalen Armour Davis by himself with somebody. Because as of right now, that's a bad idea as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but, it, didn't look, it, didn't, it wasn't pretty. It definitely wasn't pretty <laughs> for him today uh, at the whole time. But, yeah, you know, I, I definitely agree with everything you said about getting to the quarterback and finding different ways. Uh, to get to the quarterback, Justin Houston, he, he's been one of the more consistent, if not the most consistent pass rusher on this defense this year. Um, so having him gone, they're, they're definitely going to need somebody to step up. And I'm hoping it'll be a Dolphin Owen. Me too. The, I do still have an issue with some of the linebackers, like Malik Harrison, not, you know, tackling guys and, mm -hmm. and, and such. They still got to work on those types of things, giving up yardage where if you'd made the tackle, you know, this person probably doesn't get more one or two yards or even hit behind the line of scrimmage. And, and yet they're getting out of these tackles. I, I got a problem with that, man. Like these, they have to do something about that. Oh yeah. And, and no, I don't know no, what no, the no. answer, you know, I don't know what that answer is this year because you can't get anybody. Uh, you know, I, I have no idea you know, how you go about doing that. I doubt that very much so that the Ravens try to trade. I don't want to say I, I doubt very much so. It's possible, right? But I don't know who's available on the trade block to, to help the linebacking core. Um, so you just kind of got to roll with, with what you have. But as of right now, the way that they're playing is unacceptable in certain situations. And so you just hope that, you know, because it's early on in the season, eventually, you know, some things will come around. And that they Brandon Copeland better. got out there and got a sack today. Too. Yeah, Brandon he Copeland did. got a sack before. Oh, wait, that's the crazy thing. I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think that would be the case. Again, to be fair, like for uh, always getting double teamed because he's the threat, right? There's nobody else out there that's the threat for that than away. So, you know, I, I think that I, I understand the logic behind that, although it's like, well, dang, you know what I mean? Like, that's literally what he's there for. Yeah, well, maybe if he gets some help on the other side, we'll have more <laughs> action from 99. But until I then. I want to believe that. I do. I really want to believe that. But Houston already is on the other side of leads him in sacks right now. I mean, everybody feels – it seems like he doesn't – Obey doesn't even have a quarterback hit this year. He's not even touching the quarterback. Like, I get the double team, but he's in the NFL. I just want to see – and drafted in the first <laughs> round. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's a first-round pick. He's supposed yeah. to be legit. He's supposed to be legit. You got to beat that because that's, you know, eventually if he does get to the point to where he's getting double-digit sacks, he's definitely going to face double teams then. So he should be – I just want to see him win something right now. I I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Just because I'm saying that that's how it's going doesn't mean, I, you know, it's like I think right. that it's okay. You want him to right. get out of these and find a way to, <laughs> right. to wreck some havoc. You know what I'm saying? So you need to wreck some havoc, young man, uh, you know, because because they need you. You know, they, they need you now, particularly with the games coming up. You got, you know, Buffalo coming up. You got Cincinnati coming up. Uh, yeah, they could they could use somebody to kind of cause a little bit of chaos, just a little bit <laughs> on yep. the, from a pass rush perspective. Okay, guys, again, thank you for joining the Winning Drive podcast. And make sure that if you are listening to us and if you haven't subscribed yet, please do that so you can get all latest updates for our new episodes. Okay, Cordell, so the Ravens win today. Good for them. They're up two and one, tied for first in the division. Let's give out our game balls. And I'm sure, like, some of these game balls, we're going to be on the same page. But right. we may have some different ones. So, of course... I'm sure we're both on the same page, Mr. Lamar Jackson. 
Of Tell course. me why that that's your game ball winner. <laughs> I mean, yet again, Lamar is the best player on the field. Lamar, you know, five total touchdowns in this game. The only quarterback in NFL history to have three passing touchdowns the week and back to back weeks, as long as as well as a hundred yards rushing consecutive games back to back in the same game. So, you know, it's the dude is just continuing to show what the definite the true definition of dual threat quarterback is. He is truly one of the best at each throwing the football, throwing the football and running the football. And I don't care if you're talking about running backs, receivers, whoever, whoever's in the field running with the ball in their hands. Lamar is one of the best players in the NFL yeah. uh, in that regard. Um, just he's everything for this offense. He's everything for this team. To be honest with you, I, it's a scary sight to see where the Ravens would be without Lamar Jackson. But <laughs> I don't want to find they, out. Right. Thankfully, they have him right now. Um, and, you know, he continues to show why he should get the type of deal that he's out here looking for. Absolutely. Once upon a time, being a dual threat quarterback was definitely frowned upon. You were viewed more as a running back than anything. And obviously we know all about those types of jokes because we've heard it numerous times. But I just really loved how I love how Lamar refuses to put himself in a box. And, you know. Yes, we know that there were guys that came before him. This is not taking away from what Warren Moon did, from the Randall Cunninghams, from the Mike Vicks, the Steve McNairs, hey, even the Steve Youngs of the world that could scramble and, and also, you know, could throw. This is a different dynamic here. Like, no, nobody could do what Lamar has done. And although I've always thought that Mike Vick had a stronger arm, we all know that Mike Vick wasn't the most, wasn't the most accurate, for starters. And two, Mike Vick didn't want to do the work. You know what I'm saying? So look, you have Lamar that has the same skill set, but he's doing the work. Everything that he knows he needs to work on, he works on that. He watches film. He does these things. And so now I feel like we're started. We, we went from, you know, GMs hating those types of guys to now being like, oh, who's the next dual threat coming out of college mm -hmm. that we can grab? It, it, it's like a new thing now. You know what I'm saying? Which it's never been new. But the popularity of it, I think, is going to rise simply because you see a guy like Lamar and you can you can see that you can make him be a model quarterback with a little bit of spice to it. Right. Like he doesn't have to be this. He doesn't have to be that. He can be all of those things and he could still be the best player on the field and he can still be productive and win you football games. So that's the part about all of this that I truly love is that, you know, we're starting to see, you know, people say that they were wrong. And and that's you. Yeah, you were wrong two, three years ago. Let's start there. But now you really can't defend this whole running back thing no more. It's over, okay? And 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 there's that. You know, Mark Andrews had a couple had a couple drops, but mm -hmm. hard to not give him. You know, game ball because he's still Mark Andrews. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you say no to that to, to a guy like who has who scored two touchdowns? Um, in the game today. Oh yeah, I gotta be consistent. I gave Devin Duvernay a game ball in the Jets after the Jets game, and I said, "You score two touchdowns, you get a game ball for me." Yep. I'm rocking with that with Mark Andrews in the same way. 
He's back-to-back games now. Mark Andrews has started the game off with a drop on an easy ball, and it looked like the same drop that he had yep. in his Patriots game was it the sure exact did. same type of drop that he had against the Dolphins. Uh, but same as the way he did against the Dolphins, he bounced back, and he bounced back in a big way, eight catches, 89 yards, and a two touchdowns. You know, he's the only guy on this team in this game that had more than two catches, you yep. know. And, you know, Mark Andrews is just overliable. He's, you know, he's always open. It seems like he's always running a similar type route. It seems like Mark Andrews only runs like three routes, but he's always open. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. I always see him crossing the field or he might hit the seams, you know, or, or curl or something like that. But overall, one thing he knows how to do is he knows how to catch the ball from Lamar Jackson for the most part. And he knows how to score touchdowns. Yep. He scored two of them today. One of them where he's just taking the ball right off the safety's head. You know, it, it, it never looks good, but Mark does the type of plays Mark Andrews makes. He's a difference maker. Um, and I think look, with obviously Lamar being a big time part of this offense, as we saw last year, Mark Andrews can be, you know, just as much uh, of mean just as much to this offense, because I don't know where they would be if he wasn't on the field either, to be honest. Absolutely. And, and that, that definitely has to be said from the defensive side. Hey man, we gotta start. Yeah, you know, hey, let's give some of the guys some, something that what is due. Brandon Copeland, you mentioned him earlier, had a sack mm-hmm. for uh so Baltimore. He, he went to Gilman, so he's a Baltimore kid. He's yep. from the county, but he's a Baltimore kid. You know, uh Patrick Queen also had a sack um for a loss, and Justin Metabuke had one as well. So, you know, gotta credit those guys. Because even though we struggle with the fact that there's some issues here um, in getting to the quarterback, those guys were able to get to the quarterback today. No doubt about it. And definitely made life terrible for Mac Jones, who ended up leaving the game hurt on that yeah. last uh, interception to Marlon Humphrey. So we have to see what ends up happening uh, with him going forward. But, yeah, Mac Jones had his moments where he was able to get out of the pocket and make the, you know make a couple of plays with his legs. Uh, but he also had moments where he was feeling the the, the wrath of this defense, uh, especially that defensive front. And they've done a good job as a unit. When they do get pressure, it seems like they're getting pressure as a unit. Like I was saying coming into this year, I don't think it'll be just one guy. I really believe it'll be a committee. And that's kind of what you're seeing. You look at that Jets game where they were all over Flacco. It was no just one person. It was really all of them. Same thing against Mac Jones. It wasn't just one person out there. It was really all of those guys going out there and trying to make his life hell. And, you know, it's always good when the Ravens are able to force turnovers. We know the the Kyle Hamilton punch out uh, for him to get to force force the fumble that, of course, Marcus Peters comes out of nowhere and dives on it, making a great (laughs) play because that ball was about to roll out of bounds. It sure was. So You know, so he definitely deserves a lot of credit for being able to get possession of it extremely fast um I thought Marcus Williams played extremely well today he you know didn't necessarily obviously he didn't get his interception first game as a Raven without an interception but he definitely had a couple of impact plays a couple of nice hits at a night it's always good when you see a safety get a tackle for loss but if I'm going to give a game ball to anybody separately it's going to be Marlon Humphrey at least for me today you know Marlon being able to bounce back get that interception uh, to sell the game. I thought Marlon had the nice play on the fourth down uh, uh, early in the game where he kind of leaves his guy and comes up and makes the tackle right in front of the first down marker. 
uh, I was impressed with what I saw with Marlon. I saw physical Marlon Humphrey today. And when Marlon's able to play as physical as he did today, good things usually happen. And they did. Absolutely. And I, I, I have no problem with that. And guess what? Because I'm going to give Kyle Hamilton one, too. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm a pat him. So. I'm going to pat him on the back, man. Like, I yeah. hope that, that it goes up from here for him because, you know, he needed that. He needed to know that he was able to make some plays and be a part of this defense and help them out when they needed it. And absolutely, that was big for them. And they needed that turnover at that moment because the Patriots, once again, were driving. And mm -hmm. here comes Kyle Hamilton, you know, to, to help save the day in that regard. So I'm going to give him one, too. I hope that this is the beginning of many more, <laughs> you know, yeah. turnovers and such, and that he's getting more comfortable and, and, and yeah. you know, doesn't blow some things. So I, I really hope uh, that that's the case. I'm also, from a coaching perspective, I'm going to give, I'm giving a game ball to Greg Roman. Hey, man, I listen, I, this is the third week in a row that, yes, I, do I have some issues with some things? Because I couldn't, you know, for, there was a part of me that couldn't understand why there was some series where he wasn't running the ball at all. Yeah. And yeah. I felt some type of way about it. But overall, I still felt like Greg Roman once again had a very good game plan and, uh -huh. and, and did well. So I, I, I can't, you know, shovel passes, like all of these yeah. types of things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I was impressed by what he was doing. He still could find a way to tighten it up a bit, you know, add a little bit more running for a little bit more balance. But overall, I thought that Greg Roman did a good job. Oh, no doubt about it. And really, I'm just kind of going back to your game ball to Kyle Hamilton. I hope I hope Harves gave, Harves gave him a game ball. I think it'll go a long way. I think yep. he needs that type of confidence boost. And, you know, I think it'll feel good. Uh, for him to get that type of recognition from his coach and let the guys kind of, you know, celebrate him a little bit getting the game ball because that's a big moment for him. And he's a first-round pick, a lot of pressures on him right now, and he hasn't necessarily lived up to the early expectation. Yep. You know, but I, I, I think I think it'll be good. I think it'll go a long way for him if he did get a game ball from Harbs uh, after the game. Um, Giro, I, I, I was really impressed for the most part. I have the same issues you have with him not kind of sticking with the run game. I thought the run game for once it was working and it's right. And it's like they go away from it, you know. And uh, I, overall, though, I, I did like the creativity I saw from Giro today. Like you mentioned, the shovel pass for the touchdown. That was really cool to see. Um, I, I thought I saw a couple of opportunities of them trying to get Devin Duvernay involved. They had a Involved, they had the what two jet sweeps for Devin Duvernay today. They got uh, Justice Hill going today. They actually got him and had him involved in the game plan and got him out there and uh, allowed him to help this offense. You know, secure the win today. So you know, I thought G Row did a decent job. I thought Mike McDonald, you know, at times did a pretty decent job. But I'm starting to wonder how much of it is Mike McDonald and how much of it is just these guys out there not really making plays, or is it the personnel? I I, I got to really look at the film to really see what's all going out going on out there. Some of it, especially with Devontae Parker going off the way he did, I thought a lot of that was just guys not being able to make plays on their own. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought he was just simply beating guys or ba basically making better plays than guys. I thought in some of the run plays with Damian Harris really had his, you know, his best runs, or even Ramondre Stevenson. They're breaking tackles. They're, you know, it's good block, and his players getting sucked inside, you know, that shouldn't be. 
and then opening up lanes. So I, I got to look at the film. But honestly, I, I thought Mike McDonald did a pretty good job in situational coaching. Some of his situational play calling, I really liked in today's game. Yeah, same. You know, and listen, I think a lot of times, you know, it, some of it is the coordinator, some of it is the personnel. And people, we have to be cognizant of the fact that this is still week three. There's a lot to be worked on. This is a new defensive coordinator. These are some new guys. Obviously, there were guys that didn't play last year that that are here this year. So we have to we have to understand that that's part of what's going to help them grow that in the beginning yes they're going to mess up they're going to have miscommunication but you hope that as, as the season goes along they're able to understand the types of you know coverages that they're supposed to be in and, and the types of players and such so yeah I, I agree with you on that and I, I think it gets better from here honestly like don't get me wrong I think that they still struggle um, from a past defense perspective I don't see how that changes, but I, I think I think that that's if, that eventually it will get better because the communication will get better and, and then mm -hmm. they'll be able to understand the system better down the stretch. So, I mean, I just hope that they pick it up like next week, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're going to have no choice because you got Buffalo coming in. And you got a pissed off. Uh, Buffalo Bills right. coming to town, Josh Allen and them losing that heartbreaker out out in Miami. Everybody's kind of falling to the wrath of the Dolphins right now in heartbreaking fashion. Uh, but I, I think you're going to get a motivated Buffalo Bills team that's coming in here. And, you know, Ravens are going to have to show up to play because uh, the Bills are definitely going to give them their best shot. Yeah, I completely agree. So, listen, I, I love it. I, I love to see you know, all of these guys, it's going to get better. Yes, they should be 3-0, and but guess what? They're not. But there's so many more games left into the season, and they're going to be tested. You know, they're going to they're going to have some good competition that they're going to play against, and they're going to have to step their game up. But you have to like what you see, particularly from an offensive perspective, and you really hope that, you know, the sky is the limit for the defense and that sometimes – and hopefully with guys coming back from injury and then the addition of – um uh, JPP that they can figure out a way to kind of get this this push, uh, pass rushing situation to, to be a consistent factor in what they're doing. Thank you so much everybody for listening to the Winning Drive podcast. Cordell and I will be back on Wednesday to talk more Ravens. We'll hear from Coach John Harbaugh and we'll talk about what to expect this coming week as we talked about them playing the Buffalo Bills uh, this coming weekend. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive.